0: All right, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Made for Agriculture podcast. My name is Adam Jones.
1: And I'm Cameron Horne.
0: And this morning we've got another in-season agronomy insights episode. We've got our uh, staff agronomists from around the state trying to give uh, give some crop updates on what's going on out there. So uh, we'll jump right into it and try to keep this kind of short and sweet. I do want to let everybody know we are recording this on Friday, August 25th. So uh if you're listening to it at a future date um just just to let you know we are on august 25th when we're pulling the trigger on recording this so i think last week we did or two weeks ago we did uh north to south kind of on crop reports so this week we're going to switch it up we're going to start down in uh southwest missouri southeast kansas uh with shannon McClintock, and we'll roll north from there so shannon go ahead and give an update to us if you would
1: yeah good morning guys um so, the excessive heat we've had this week is really starting to move corn along uh corn's harvest started this week as expected uh yields that have been here are are extremely variable um just you know variable from mile to mile, but really field to field too and within the field uh soil types are really showing um you know where we're really drought stricken again this year it's you know it's playing another toll uh i' not comfortable enough yet, given given exact yields but we've had where our average is going to be but our range so far has been from 40 to around 150 um has been catching it but there's a lot more on closer to 40 than there is 150 so far um i'd say we're just getting started less than less than five percent has been been harvested this time um in soybeans that's kind of where our focus has been this week pod worms and army worms are making their appearance uh pretty heavily actually uh, especially in the the double crop beans, uh, earlier this week uh, some tiny podworms were starting to be found, and by later this week they're they're really blowing up, especially in uh, the D7. So in the south in southeast Kansas, um, so being really diligent there. Um, if you haven't looked at your fields in the last you know few days, it may be good to follow up before the weekend gets here over the weekend, and have a plan in place. Um, most most of the issues have been podworms and not so much armyworms, so really. We're kind of open with insecticides that way if we want to be cautious when we have an army worm infestation make sure we're not just going out there with a straight pyrethroid uh due to possible resistance um fungicide applications there's been some questions on on those double crops well do i go ahead and put my fungicide on since it's a little early uh most of the beans i've seen have been r2 which is on that early side of that spectrum when we want to put the put a fungicide on uh my advice would be if we're making that trip across the field now I'd rather just if we're going to include it go ahead and include it now and rather than kind of wait to come back in another week um i don't know that we'll see the the you'll we'll see the difference to justify you know that extra application so that'd be my my word of advice so other than that i think that pretty much catches most of what's been going on this week
0: gotcha good stuff Shannon. i appreciate that i i think I have a sneaky suspicion we're going to see that soil type variability across most of our geography. I think the drought kind of highlights that kind of stuff. So yeah, for sure. Great report. Thanks, Shannon. Uh, Jesse, I've got you kind of next as we kind of roll from, from South to North ish. We'll, we'll yeah, swing just a little ways, I guess.
2: <laughs> so, but now, uh, just the common theme. It's it's just been hot this week, which is probably more welcome when you look at the crop. It just really helped push this crop along, especially your corn it was kind of just hanging on, and we really needed it to just finish out so it could start drying down. And then the rice is in the same boat. It just seemed like it looked the same there for two and a half weeks when we were cool and wet, and it's really progressed this week. A lot of draining going on on our rice. I'd say by Labor Day there'll be a lot of guys cutting rice. A few guys have tried here and there, but nothing too excited. Same with the corn. A few guys have tried, but it's really not started yet. Uh, beans, most of our beans, even our double crops, are late R3, going to R4, and then our early stuff's R6, R6 and a half. So we're not long on it either. Seen some beans Gromox owned here towards the south half of the territory. A uh, little early in my opinion, but if that's what they want to do, that's what they're going to do. So. Uh, let them do that but really we're just we're looking at the finish line and just waiting it to get here so we can start harvest
0: gotcha no i appreciate that yeah there's there's definitely kind of a two-sided story to the to the heat situation for sure so okay we'll move on north to retail central scott
3: i guess as far as just starting on corn um not a lot of corn at black layer but uh, we're we're very much late r5 i have seen some corn um that's already right at or near black layer but that's been mostly in the uh the more severe drought stricken um fields um continuing to uh, find tar spot throughout our region um i think tyler reported last week we found some south of mexico that was about as far south as as we had seen we've heard reports um, in the past week so it's it's continuing to progress i know they found some in, in boone county and uh, couple days ago, I mean, we're just kind of finding it a little bit of everywhere, um, not blowing up by any means, but, um, you know, able to find it uh, to where we know that it's made it that far. And and we're going to be looking at, you know, inoculum going forward, <clears throat> starting to get some uh, reports of southern rust showing up in in several parts of our territory. Found some yesterday in the bottoms around Columbia. Um, another report yesterday south of uh, kind of the Jeff City area. Uh, these are fields that are far enough long that uh, you know we're not we're not going to take any action with it, but but it did make it up up this far. Um, not excuse me, not widespread necessarily, but I am getting some report reports of uh, of them down corn and and stalk rots really really causing some uh, some integrity issues with the stalks and, and lodging um I looked at a field yesterday again this was in a, in a more drought stricken area um but it's it, it had uh, some very serious lodging it's going to create some issues um in the field it appeared uh, you know fusarium gibberella uh, some crown rots. Uh, I took them to the lab to try to isolate a little more of you know what we're dealing with uh, in this particular case it was a field that had had some problems in the past um, so I'm hoping it's fairly isolated, but but as I've talked to folks throughout the region, I know there are a few other pockets. I guess the one of the few action items I really have for this week is that I would be out in your cornfields and just trying to figure out where I need to uh, to be focusing attention come harvest. Uh, I don't again, I don't think we're dealing with widespread issues. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure how many thousand acres of corn my folks are looking at, but you know, I've not received any reports and they're still out looking at it. So I think these are going to be a very isolated pockets, but one of those pockets happens to be on your farm. I'd want to know about it. So, uh, you know, don't just drive by, you know, keep the truck running, keep the air on, run out in there a little ways. Uh, just push, push on the stalks, um, you know, see what you're dealing with and uh, move on these are also these are very isolated the varieties uh the field i was in um, you know one variety had some major issues and you know another variety had been planted right beside it uh you know actually splitting the planter did not um you know and the same variety that had issues down the road looked awesome so you know there's a lot of factors that come in it's it's totally that disease triangle and including you know weather being a big part of that uh, that's driving that, but but I would I would definitely have that on my radar. Um, moving on to corn, I mean su- sudden death has really shown its face here in about the last week ten days. Um, it, we're we're finding some brown stem rot out out there amongst the sudden death, but I would say ninety percent plus of what we're finding after we split stems ends up being su- sudden death. Um, some other diseases are also. Still showing up, you know, appears to be Phytopher or something along those lines because just all of a sudden little pockets just, just, are, you know, are dead. A lot of that happened after, you know, last rain events. But, um, you know, we're, we're con- continuing to see some of those things. I'm still trying to kind of to draw some conclusions on the SDS situation um, and how it centers around our treatments. Um, I don't have a lot of information and I've, I've been going in so many different directions. I haven't been able to really focus just on that. Um, and dig in to find out what treatments, you know, whether or not somebody used an Alevo or a Saltro or something. Um, From the standpoint of phone calls and, you know, concerns about having the SDS show up behind those treatments, I have not received those. And as I've talked to some of our industry folks, um, they have not. as. From the timeline of when the SDS really started to show up, though, I expect as strong as it is showing up, we will have some breaks on the treatments as well you know more more than just delayed um, which you know the later it shows up usually the the less effect we have Um, but so far that's that's kind of the observations i made there Um, i guess a couple other other notes i i made um, shannon touched on this army worms are out there Uh, they're they're not widespread they're they're nothing like they were um, two years ago but where they've shown up, they've been intense um so you know as as short as we are on you know on grass and and other forages, I would definitely be out looking at those um and you really can't drive by you gotta you gotta kind of stop and if you find a brown patch, you know get out in it, and get out in the green green grass beside it and, and you really have to kind of crawl around on your hands and knees and and you know it's tough when it's a hundred degrees because they're pretty good at hiding um so so definitely be out looking at your at your grasses. If you've got alfalfa, I swept some alfalfa yesterday and and it wasn't, you know, so intense that you know I said we needed to get in there right away. Um, and I was actually finding some dead army worms as well. So I was hopeful about that. They were smaller, but there was there were fall army worms in that alfalfa. And this was a patch that was destroyed a couple years ago, or you know, at least took a cutting away. Um, so be mindful of that. I saw you know maybe you all have seen this i'd be interested to hear i have never seen corn completely stripped by army worms and and i saw that earlier this week um now this field did have a lot of grass in it right next to some other pasture that had army worms in it so i don't know if the grass basically facilitated moving the the insects into it and then they went ahead and took care of the corn as well but uh that was that was a new one to me um you know, years past those crops right up against where severe army worms were I've, I've seen them go after you know the alfalfa and the grass and some of the emergency grasses we throw you know teff and things like that and, and leave the corn and, and some of our other crops alone but they they rolled right through it like everything else so uh that was a new one for me uh, you know I know a lot of uh yeah a lot of hay being made in our area right now uh, it's been kind of tough with the humidity I've, I've talked to a lot of guys that are that are really centering on this next week to try to get some stuff knocked down so that's kind of factoring in as they pay attention to the insects They the the crops ready you know alfalfa in particular in some cases it it's ready to go down but I know folks that have already had some stuff down they they really struggled getting it to pretty tough to dry stuff out in 90% humidity or whatever we've had so um i think that's all i've got guys
0: all right good stuff thanks scott appreciate it kevin that leaves you for last out of retail north
4: all right well good morning everybody um so i'll start with corn uh milk line on corn you know he's hitting the average is about halfway down so we're getting pretty close to grain maturity um we have you know we're we've been Keep talking about tar spot. We've found it in some more counties up north, um, Lynn County and Harrison County um, found it there this week. So north central, you know, we've been, it's been pretty heavy, northeast, northwest. So we're getting it identified in the in the central part now. Um, so also Craig Russell in northwest Missouri and Megan Atkins in northeast Missouri, have both found southern rust this week so we'll add that to our pile of diseases for the year uh, with that being said i mentioned that the milk line was halfway down in corn so that means that grain fill is 90 90 finished or 90 percent of the dry matters in the grain so not a huge concern finding finding these diseases that that late um, you know even where we've um, had the tar spot uh, a lot of these fields did have a fungicide on it and it has not been very aggressive so we're we're still even up to this point um even where we found tar spot three weeks ago it uh you know it's not taking a whole lot of leaf area out so i think um i think with the management practices we've been recommending um you know, with these fungicides, I think that's that's helped us out quite a bit and uh, kind of help help keep this stuff at bay. I think, uh, you know, the main thing we'll be looking at now uh, rather than yield losses would be uh, it plant intactness at, at harvest. You know, like Scott had mentioned, uh, kind of keep checking those stocks, um, look at that standability. We may just have to prioritize fields at harvest, but um, but that's probably what we're going to be looking at. Uh, Soybeans, uh, pod fill is finishing up a lot of beans hitting that R6 stage. So, um, you know, we're still still have green soybeans there. We don't have anything turning yet, but uh, but we are uh, we are getting pretty close to maturity. Uh, Most of the issues we've found in soybeans this week have been water related. Um where it, where it got, uh, fairly wet the past couple of weeks and then hot and dry this, this week. It, uh, I think it took a pretty big toll on some of these beans that had, that it had water over them. Um, also Phytophthora, um, uh, has been showing up as well. So in, in these, these wetter areas, um, we've, we've been noticing some beans dying and, uh, and Phytophthora has been been the culprit in a lot of these bottom fields where we're seeing some yellow and brown soybeans. So with Phytophthora being a water remote water mold where, uh, you know, those, those spores, uh, move when, when fields are wet. So, um, kind of, kind of seeing the aftermath of a lot of those heavy rains from a couple weeks ago. So, um, other than that, uh, you know, that, that's kind of isolated in, in lower areas, um, you know low spots and bottom fields overall um i think you know the soybeans do seem to still be in pretty good shape there is uh, enough enough soil moisture there to handle this hot week of 190 and 100 degree days all week so that should about cover it for the north
0: yeah awesome kevin no i appreciate that i'm gonna i'll ask you kind of one follow-up question something i've i've seen driving around i've i'll echo you on the i've been kind of all over north missouri this week i guess and um a lot of beans that aren't green that i feel like should be green um and you mentioned some of it with the SDS and phytophthora and those kind of things i mean is there anything i know we've you know we've talked some about the seed treatment stuff before um you might just kind of quickly touch on that again. And is there, is there anything else? I mean, I know this is kind of something that this year we were worried about seeing because all the beans went in so early. Um, is there anything else that we should be doing to, to kind of prevent that early die off for, for subsequent years here? Cause we know that, I mean, there, there could be some fairly severe yield loss in some of those areas that are, that are turning prematurely like that.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as in addition to treatments um really the only other thing we're going to be able to do on those particular diseases is uh, variety selection so you know picking picking varieties are going to be more tolerant uh our seed treat most of our fungicide seed treatments are very active on phytophthora unfortunately we get the late season we we don't it doesn't get us through the season it it covers phytophthora er, phytophthora early which the, you know the effects of phytophthora early on or stand loss um but it it that that those treatments are do not hold through throughout the season at uh and then that the SDS of course that's infected early in the season so that treatment is protected against that infection but um we we don't see the foliar foliar symptoms of it till till later But, but yeah treatments for all those for those diseases we're talking about are are important but um there there's nothing we can spray on you know over the top for these particular diseases um so we're variety selection is really the other one so if we've got a history of whether it be sds or phytophthora or uh, you name it, we we need to need to be looking at that that tolerance that those varieties have, especially
0: if we're planting something in a field that uh, may be a concern. Awesome, that's really good stuff, Kevin. I I appreciate that. That's kind of it's kind of what I was thinking. You you read my mind on that. Um for sure and um something that we need to remember is in those fields so we had some pretty good looking beans that were really good looking all year and then then kind of dusted off here before they they should have i feel like so that, that's kind of a big deal for sure so appreciate the appreciate the update appreciate the the answered question there too kevin um thanks to all you guys for getting up early this morning and uh getting this update out there um think it's, there's some good stuff in here. Um, I think if if these guys will stick with me, we'll, we're probably going to do one, one more of these episodes in uh, in two weeks here, and then we'll kind of cut it off for the season and, and come back with kind of some of our normal podcasts and our normal off-season stuff. So um, appreciate everybody tuning in. I appreciate you guys taking time super early this morning to, to jump on here and, and give some updates.
4: Thanks for listening to Made for Agriculture. Email comments and questions to podcast at mfa-inc.com.